0: Well, uh, I think we have turned 20. This is episode 20 of the Faith wow. Awakens podcast. Wow! So wow. next next episode we can legally drink. We'll be 21, right?
1: <laughs> right.
0: Okay. Uh, this is Father Tom Hennan, your friendly local university chaplain here at Saint Ambrose, and joined as I am for each of these wonderful episodes by my co-host.
1: Megan Grady, uh, PCM for Hagen now, and student at St. Ambrose. Happy to talk to you again this week, Father Tom.
0: Good, good to Let's have you it. on, as always. Good to visit with you. I, I enjoy this weekly kind of uh, check-in, except for the couple of weeks that we took off. Speaking of which, I think we're going to have to take next week off, too, but we'll talk about that outside the podcast. But, um, <laughs> Lots of good things to talk about this week. We had a lovely conversation last week uh, with Dr. Ella Johnson, and so we could certainly kind of dive into that a little bit more, but um, kind of on a surface level thing first. Um, I know you've had some some health um, issues with a blister. Oh. Recurrent oh blisters.
1: God. Yeah, I've had and, uh,
0: yeah. Three,
1: three infected blisters, I think. Um, and I'm not going to go into details, but just Thank you. make sure your shoes fit and get, don't run in cotton socks. Like, I run in a lot of fun socks because I collect. I've been collecting socks since probably my junior or senior year of high school. Um, so now I can't really run in any of those, um, I think, now because my feet have just, uh, one, grown, which is crazy. I'm almost 22. I didn't think – I thought I would be done, but I guess not. Um, and, uh, two – I just think my feet are just not built for those socks anymore. I think I need some sweat-proof socks. So
0: kind of yeah. the end of an
1: era. I'm kind of sad. As I look at my sock collection over the side of my bed, That's sad.
0: Well, but, I'm just, you know, I've taken to heart how, how these blisters form, uh, of course. So, you know, I've just decided the safest thing for me to do is just not to run ever again. Um, right. Yeah, because I know that I won't get blisters from running if I don't run. That um, would be no, average. I have been running some, but not as much, partly because it's been so dang hot, but this week's yeah. been nice. But, well, I hope yeah. that they get that figured out and you get the correct uh footwear that you need and that you can uh, keep keep running up the storm without doing uh harm to yourself. So, yeah.
1: Me too. Oh, so I appreciate your prayers because I know you've been praying for my feet uh, over these past couple of weeks, I'm sure. So the health of my feet, I'll, I appreciate I'll,
0: I'll confess I haven't really specifically brought that to prayer, but maybe now I will. Eat. Okay. I will now.
1: No, don't need to. No, don't waste your I'm gonna prayer. I'm going to write this feet.
0: down. Pray don't. for Megan's blisters. Okay. just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Some other things we could talk about. Um, I did... Finally, start watching Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. And, um, of course, lots of good recommendations from many people. It is so beloved by so many people. And I, I have to say, I'm only about 40 minutes into it. I kind of started it. I didn't even get to the intermission before I had to kind of call it a night uh, last week when I started it. So I, I do need to spend some more time with it. Subtitles, definitely big help. Um, mm mm-hmm. I will say, though, again, only 40 minutes in, I'm not, like, blown away. And wow. here's here's my theory on that. First of all, you need to know that my personality type is such that if um, everybody's saying, oh, I love this so much, you, you have to watch this, you're going to love this, you're going to love this, I am, like, predisposed not to, Okay. So, and it's uh, not just that something gets built up like way high and then kind of is actually a little less impressive. It's also that I recognize in myself, there's a bit of a kind of punk contrarian in me that just is like, oh, so I'm supposed to like this, huh? Well, I'll show you. I won't like it. Um, so uh, there are many examples I could point to in my in my earlier years of, of growing up uh, to, to to illustrate that, but... So there's, there's that element of it. I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just saying I'm like, uh, eh, you know, I thought the best so far that I've heard of the first 40 minutes or so was, was King George's song. I mean, that was hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah, that was pretty dang good, I will say. And there are some catchy bits and tunes and things like that, but I'll, I will watch it through and I will reevaluate and maybe I'll watch it a second time just in case I missed something, but I'm not like, I guess I'm not struck like I have been by other, maybe more traditional musicals. I'm thinking like Les Miserables and some of these where, you know, musically I'm already kind of swept up, you know, um, right off the bat, you know. So there's that, but feel free to to disparage my uh, opinion of it.
1: No, I think everyone is entitled to their own opinion especially even if it's about something that i personally really like um uh yeah no i you're not the first person to tell me that um i enjoy i'll tell you why i enjoy i enjoy the acting of the actors the the facial expressions that they make really make it seem like they're feeling the emotions that they're singing i so it just breaks my heart yeah, i can go with that mm-hmm. um i know as the Singing is just, I, oof, I don't even, like, I get chills um, when they, I'm really into, like, specific notes. So if they hit a specific note, I'm just like, ooh, that was really good. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, just the talents of Broadway today. I think some people have a tendency to just be like, oh, Broadway's not what it used to be. You know, they're coming out with all these shows based on movies and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, but I mean I think I think Broadway's doing a good job I mean obviously certainly creative
0: job. original groundbreaking in terms of it's not a traditional music because musical yeah. because it brings basically hip hop into this mm-hmm. this kind of uh, you know fora or this kind of ex- way of of expressing uh, ourselves so I mean yeah I mean I, All of that, I'll I'll grant you credit. I I think it's more, maybe it's just a, uh, you know, there's no accounting for taste kind of thing, and it just hasn't, like, blown my socks off just yet. But I'm going to give it a fair shake for sure. Yeah. I I actually did Google, am I wrong not to like Hamilton? (laughs) (laughs) I found there were a few other critics out there, too, that had some of the same criticisms that I had, you know. So, not totally alone.
1: You're 40 minutes in. I'm going to tell you, act two, wow, just. A tearjerker, in my opinion, and I don't cry easily, so I'll just I'll just say okay. that it's okay. Good. I, text me tonight. Uh, the the historian
0: uh, in me too is kind of like, how much of this stuff are they kind of playing fast and loose with a little bit? Not that it's meant to be like a history textbook, it's not. I get that, you know. Um, right. And then of course there's been recent controversy too, given everything else happening about like, okay, what what what, what about this homage to a white founding father is still okay because we happen to like it you know so there's that question rolling around in my heart and head too um so yeah
1: no definitely definitely fair criticisms being said now and like i think everyone just needs to read about those and not be like well it's not going to be like like it's going to make me hate it well it's like no it's going to make you think more while you watch it i think that's super important especially now
0: I also recognize in my own critique that when it comes to things like Star Wars or The Lord of the Rings, like, I am that guy that's like, oh, you're going to love this. You absolutely have to read this or you have to watch these movies. And if you don't, you don't have a soul, you know. Um, So I get it. I do the same thing with the things that I really enjoy and and do love and speak to me. So, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. There you go. I'm certainly not turning my back on it. And I definitely see some beauty and merit in it for sure. Uh, I guess maybe part of it was just I was it was so hyped up uh, that I was like, you know, queuing it up and ready to just be like, oh, my goodness, this is the cathartic experience of the millennia.
1: It's funny because before I like when I would hype it up, it would be to a person that's going to see it. And that's definitely a difference between watching and seeing it. So I think the film version is just beautiful, um, but yeah, it's kind of funny now that people can just turn it on. I can just turn it on. I've watched it five times uh, and um, just turn it on and watch it whenever I want. When when I like was in high school, when I first like found it, I was just like kind of wondering, oh, I wonder what this looks like. And now I just have it in, you know, literally yeah. on my. I can watch it anywhere, so it's kind of cool how. How that's I think this so. would be
0: true of any play or musical. Of course, I would feel a lot more seeing it live. I know I would. Right. I mean, I'm think. I think they did a good Wait. job with it, but still, there's nothing to capture that live oh, yeah. theater experience. So,
1: exactly. Yeah. We love theater.
0: <laughs> yep. Um. Well, here's another topic for us. Um. It is the end of it's July 29th today. We're like a couple weeks from like class is supposed to be starting here and wow how are you feeling about that
1: I'm 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 just I'm nervous like I've talked to multiple people over the past couple weeks like I'm just nervous about people not following the guidelines and just being like oh we're back and it's just going to be normal and we can do this and this and this I'm I, yeah, I'm just nervous about other people, which is kind of – my coach always tells me, control what you can control. Yeah. Um, and that's not something I can control. So I can only control me and my attitude. So I've been trying to um, do that and just, you know, be more cautious. Um, I'm not looking forward to um, leaving my family. Um, as, like, most people I think I know are just ready to leave, like, their house. But I really like spending time with my family um, so, mm-hmm. and I, I probably, no, I definitely won't be able to come back home probably until Thanksgiving, um, just cause I don't want to give anything to my parents or, um, and, and then when they go to see my grandparents, I don't want that to be a thing. So,
0: well, um, I, I do think while we haven't gone like total closed campus, like some universities are, are doing, I mean, I think this whole process thing works better. The reason we're starting early and ending by Thanksgiving is the idea is, you know, kind of keep people together here contained Mm -hmm. and everybody's doing their symptom tracker thing in the morning and, you know, testing their temperature and, and observing all of the normal norms that everybody should be doing anyhow. And if you're not driving home every other weekend, this should work, you know, I I think, you know, but it does mean uh, a long time between, you know, trips home. Yeah, Which,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like it's not that I'm not excited to go back. I really am. Like I love being on campus yeah. and I love running with my friends and doing all this. But like it's just kind of the other stuff. I'm I and every year since freshman year, I've like always been had trouble with homesick, like homesickness. Mm-hmm. And um, people kept telling me it was gonna get better. Well, okay, now I'm a senior and it's also gotten better. So those people are liars. Um. But I think it just believe, it means that just I really care about my family, so I yeah. think that's kind that's of a, good, really, a
0: good that's a beautiful thing,
1: right? Yeah,
0: I um, yeah, I don't know. I I I know I know when I first came to college here as a freshman, I remember that distinct feeling like after my parents had helped me move stuff into my room and left, like that was a really strange feeling, like like mm. in your stomach, like wow. But there's also yep. like this exciting kind of feeling that came from yep. it too, you know. So I do remember that feeling very, very distinctly and how odd that felt. Um, And then, you know, when I was in college here, I didn't go home that often, but my hometown was a little bit further away, a good two-and-a-half, three-hour drive from here. So, you know, it would be like the normal breaks that I might zip home, but not a lot. Um, When I went to major seminary, which I did in Rome, I was two years without coming home, and I was way homesick and ready to come home. Um, like you betcha by the time I got home for that summer because the idea was they kept you, you did some sort of uh, further education during the summer between your first and your second year of major seminary. So, yeah, I left, flew out of Iowa on, on August 24th, uh, 2000, Feast of St. Bartholomew, and then arrived back home sometime probably in June of uh, 2002. Wow. So, yeah, it was rough. Gosh. And this was pre-Zoom. Free cell phone, yeah. I could call home. I did call home pretty frequently, but yeah, it was different
1: wow that's i'm I'm nervous, like you just telling me that I don't think I could ever do that, at least not for a while. I don't know
0: the, I, I mean, yeah, connecting it back to the Lord of the Rings, so the first of the Lord of the Rings movie had come out while I was there and of course that you know they'd show the pictures of the shire you know where the hobbits are all from and all these lush rolling green hills and i'm just thinking oh it's iowa that's my home and you know they would play that shire theme and i would just hear that and i would just think of how badly i wanted to come home and oh. i remember my flight happened to be kind of arriving during the day you know, small plane flying into Des Moines, I think, and just looking out my windows and seeing all these small green rolling hills of Iowa and thinking, oh, I'm back in the Shire. This is where my people is from. You know, I'm a I'm a little hobbit back in the Shire. It was great. But oh, yeah, I, I love- was homesick for sure.
1: Oh good to know. Yeah. Um that's so funny, the Shire of Iowa. <laughs>
0: That, I'm that's sure scary. everybody who watches that movie connects those things though to yeah. their particular home, but yeah, I, I definitely felt like uh, there was something of of Iowa in The Shire, even though Tolkien didn't ever set foot in Iowa. But um, yeah,
1: where do they film it? Do they film it? I think They're filmed it New, in New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is yeah. that's on my list for sure. Love to yeah. go there sometime.
1: I'm I, I mean, I'm, Shire's not really on my list, but I, I guess I'll put it on there because, you know, why not? Um, I, I've never seen any of the movies or read the books, but.
0: Oh, um, you have to, Megan. You're going to love them.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm 40 minutes in. I'm not sure. I don't uh, know.
0: Yeah. I, I no, will but... warn you, if you decide ever at some point to read the books. start with The Hobbit. It's short. It's fast. It's, it gets you immersed quickly. So don't dive into the Lord of the Rings trilogy first thing. Read The Hobbit first if you decide to do that. Yeah. And even that, you'll feel like, oh, man, there's a ton of place names and weird names and peoples and all yeah. those kind of stuff. Just kind of push through that. Tolkien had this whole world really intricately detailed out, which is part of the reason it fits so well together and it's so great. You know, it's so imaginative and so detailed, but it can be daunting at first. So, um, and I get it. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but... Um, Boy, I I devoured that when I read it the first time and I've read, reread it since uh, a couple times and probably maybe I'll do it again this year, we'll see.
1: Is there a map like at the beginning like, yeah. like Okay, good. I like I it. I love
0: maps. Yep.
1: Cuz then I can just be like, okay, where is that? And then I'm like, all right, it's right there. Yeah. Okay, good. I'll 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 look into it. I'm not saying no cuz I do like like fantasy books like that.
0: I would say, if you've not seen any of the movies, you have a golden opportunity, a rare opportunity to read the book before you see the movies. And I highly recommend that because had I, I the, the movies were well done enough that had I seen them first, I'm sure my own mental imagery reading the book would have been what the movies supplied me versus what I would come up with in my own imagination. So I would yeah. say read read the Hobbit without watching it and I, actually the Hobbit movies were not that good in my opinion. The Lord of the Rings movies were, were were good uh by and large. They couldn't get everything in there and there were things they missed and I have my complaints with them, but they weren't perfect. Um but they were still good. Yeah. Well, something mm-hmm. to think about. All right,
1: good snow. I'll report back.
0: Okay. Um <laughs> oh speaking of other things, um, for viewing, I did actually watch the first episode of Shit's Creek, and it was very funny, and I'm going to continue watching it. And um, I'm a huge fan of, like, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy already, because I had watched a bunch of the mockumentary-type movies they had done in the uh, 90s and early 2000s. My favorite of which, and you need to watch it, period, is a movie called Waiting for Guffman. Both Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, the two principal actors in Schitt's Creek to play the mom and the dad, are in that movie. And it's about this tiny little small town local theater troupe putting on this musical that they've written about their town. It is hilarious and it's done in that mockumentary style meaning it's done you feel like it's a documentary but it's a you know and some of it is ad-libbed a lot of it in fact is ad-libbed yeah. um, but this is like Christopher Guest and and Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and uh, well, a bunch of other you'll, you'll notice a few other folks in there and so when I watched, started watching Schitt's Creek I realized oh these are people that I already think are hilarious and have loved out the work they've done so yeah
1: yeah, it is, no you will not be disappointed that show is so good um. yeah no I, I had taken a film class in high school and um, my teacher had recommended those movies like they did a whole uh, different ones like that I think one's called like Best in Show it's about a dog yes. show or
0: something. Yep Best in Show is hilarious too
1: yeah and she had recommended that I watch them but I haven't I've yet to watch them so I, I will let my sister know because we like movies like that we really like um uh, movies like that uh, Wes Anderson we're huge fans of Wes Anderson so um, that, that class kind of opened up a lot of different movies, but we have yet to watch that one, so I will put that on my list.
0: I would say put Waiting for Guffman on the top of that list. That's the one I would start okay. with. Um, okay. I would say Best in Show after that. Um, a Mighty Wind was pretty good, too. It's like about folk, the folk music, a folk music group. Um gosh, what's there was there was another one they did about this this kind of um small independent movie that was getting Oscar buzz and I can't remember the name of it. And then of course I mean the, the the grandfather of all of these in a sense is actually this is Spinal Tap, which was a mockumentary yep. about this um, you know, a heavy metal band and it is hilarious too. Um there's some, you know, adult humor in it for sure. But um it, it's it's the thing that gave birth to this kind of as, and it's all these same people, you know, so, or a lot of them. Yeah. Christopher Guest is a big driver, but, but behind all of it. Who's the six-fingered man in The Princess Bride, if you didn't know?
1: Have you uh, ever seen The Princess Bride? Of course I have. Okay, good. Obviously. Ooh, oh, that good. is a good movie.
0: Yes. So, yeah, Christopher Guest is the the guy that's the six-fingered man, the guy that Ennio Montoya ends up, you know, avenging his father, you know. Right. Just, kills or it kills to yeah so um lots of good lots of good talent yeah um oh and we had talked about both of us have been watching a little bit of the last dance about the uh the bulls 98 finals uh championship run and i i think i have about two episodes left in that um and I love it because I was really into watching pro basketball at that time. And I was, I collected the basketball cards when I was a kid um, or by this time, it would have been like middle school, early high school. Well, even the, the last three series were while I was in college, 96, 97, 95, 96, 90, no, yeah, 96 97, 98 were all, were basically when I was senior year in high school and my first two years in college here at Ambrose. So, right. I mean, I, I have memories of, of some of these games and certainly of Michael Jordan and so I've been fascinated by it. I don't know what you have thought.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I was born in 1998, so I uh, can't relate. No memory to, of it. <laughs> uh, no memory of it. Um, but, you know, you see, um, you know, being from Illinois, um, two hours from Chicago, so I yeah. can't say the Chicago area, um, They, uh, you hear about these players and like these legends and, you just hear him on a very surface level um, way that diving deep within this documentary um, was super interesting to learn like about Scotty Pippen and his life growing up. Yeah. Um, and like just the background, I love like learning about like famous people and where they came from. And I love it when they interviewed like their siblings and their moms especially their moms. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, it's the pride that exudes from them. is just so, um, magical. I love it so much. Um, but I have, I, I, I have yet to finish it. I was watching it on the treadmill the other day, um, which is super motivating, yeah. um, uh, I think and super inspiring to watch something like that on the treadmill, especially cause I do not like running on the treadmill. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, definitely recommend it. I'm sure I I'm late to the party. On watching it because I heard everyone talking about it when it came out, and they would like stay like set a time with their family and watch it together. But
0: um, well, it was a like huge it- uh, COVID, uh, you know, thing because there was nothing sports wise anybody could watch. So ESPN was very smart to put that out during all of this, yep. and it was well timed that way. But it is, I think, it is well done. Uh You know, is it slanted in some ways? I don't know, probably. But I mean, I, I also think though it doesn't. Shy away from taking shots at Michael Jordan. The guy was not a perfect man, you know, and mm-hmm. he was hard on his teammates, and that comes through very clear. But you do get a good window, I think, into what drove him, uh, you know, his personality. And he is just—he's about really winning, you know. But he's—he's yeah. he's honorable about it too. I mean, he's not a—he's not a cheater or anything like that. He's—he's he's about striving for excellence. That's a good thing. That's a good human trait, you know. And he wants to bring his teammates up to that level too, you know. So I, yeah. I appreciated that. And I and I have to say, I was never a big Chicago Bulls fan. Again, there's that contrarian in me. Everybody, when I was growing up, when you're from Iowa, who are you going to cheer for, right? you got to pick some other Midwestern, probably, team that you cheer for. So everybody around where I grew up was a Bulls fan. So was I going to be a Bulls fan? Uh, no. Um, I was a Timberwolves fan because I loved all the Minnesota teams, still do, but they stink, and they have stunk for most of their existence in the league. But um, – so I was never a huge Bulls fan. I wasn't like a a Bulls hater exactly, but I just was not. You know, I just never got on that big bandwagon. But I mean, even when I was watching these games and was, you know, you can't help but admire the athleticism and what they yeah. were able to do and stringing together, you know, two sets of three championships in uh, an eight-year period. I mean, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine the pressure that they had. Like, they talk about a lot of, like, the expectations and the pressure. And, like, I don't think I, w- I wouldn't even been able, like, to handle that, let alone play basketball, which I cannot do, even though I have a basketball hoop at my house. Uh, our neighbors mostly use it. But, like, just, like, yeah, basking in the talent and the glory that they were able to achieve. Yeah, I did yeah. play
0: basketball in middle school, in particular in eighth grade. That's, you know, that was kind of when I was really into this. And I was tiny, um, just really short, you know. So I didn't see a lot of minutes. Uh, my all-time uh, high-scoring game was four points. I made four points in the game. I made one bucket, and I got fouled. I made both my free throws. So, um, And I was, you know, I, was, I have glasses, so I had to wear my rec specs. You know, I had those big, clunky rec specs, and uh, I was just, you know, four-foot-nothing kid you know on the floor but i loved watching basketball i loved playing in my driveway i loved playing with my friends collected the basketball cards my favorite players were um well john stockton probably was one of my all-time favorites because he was a short guard and he was a super unselfish player he still probably leads the league and assists all time and stuff like that so very and just a playmaker and, uh, and he played at the same time, Michael Jordan did, of course, too, on some of those great Utah Jazz teams, but, so he was one of my favorites. Uh, Muggsy Bogues was another guy that I really liked, and only because he played for the Charlotte Hornets at one point, and maybe some other teams, but I remember him from the Charlotte Hornets, and he was, I think, five foot five, maybe, oh, I mean, uh-huh. for the NBA, tiny, 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 but pro, and pretty good, you know, um, yeah, so, and before him, of course, Spud Webb was a, a great player for the Atlanta Hawks that was also pretty darn short and had actually won some slam dunk contests back in the day. So, so basically, I was drawn to those shorter players because they gave me hope. <laughs>
1: you All yourself. Yeah. That could be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, I love
0: it. <laughs> I could be like Mike, only a foot and a half shorter. in eighth grade. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I'll keep, I'll watch the, watch it out the rest of the two episodes. So, well, we didn't get into too much like hard, hard hitting stuff, but we've done that pretty well in recent episodes with some of our guests. And I do want to keep some of those more serious conversations happening and especially as school begins. And, and I think uh, maybe get some student input on that again too um, would, would be helpful. So, lots of things still kind of going on in our world right now between COVID and justice issues and, and um, you know, yeah, lots of things. So lots of yeah. things to talk about. And there, I guess there's like this election thing on less than a hundred days or something like that too, that's coming up. But yeah.
1: Uh, go vote. Register to vote. Yep. About young people. <laughs> there you go. 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 Register to vote. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, next um, time we, we record on campus.
0: So, yeah. Oh yeah, cuz oh yeah. yeah, so yeah, I have am I'm, I'm away next week, so we'll, we'll we won't record next week, but then the following week, yeah, I guess probably you would be back then cuz Wow, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we can talk about actually having it in the studio. We'll see, but Yeah. Good. All right. Well, um tend to your blisters. Heal quickly. Run lightly. And right. um, take care of yourself, okay?
1: Okay, well,
0: that's you my too. <laughs> medical advice,
1: <laughs> Doctor Doctor Father Tom.
0: Uh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meg. I'll let you bring us home.
1: All right. May the faith be with you.
0: And with your spirit. Have a good week, everybody.